Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in this podcast, I thought I would uh, venture into addictions a little bit. Now, we're not going to um, jump on the substance abuse and chemical dependency type addictions. But then again, there is a chemical dependency on what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about your addictions to old modes of behavior, habits, bad habits, um, your old models of how you see the world, your philosophies and your beliefs a little bit, and your paradigms. I guess paradigm would be a good, good example. How I got to this well, I've had some conversations going with several people over the last couple of weeks about, you know, how do you change the model of your world? Um, if you believed one thing, like the, the earth is flat and now you know it's round, you're still going to have triggers, which is, you know, a neurological response. You're still going to have unconscious beliefs that drive you. You can have all the conscious beliefs you want that the world is round and we roll around the sun, but because you've conditioned or hardwired some uh, places in your brain that you respond that the world really is flat, it changes your viewpoint, it changes your filtering, it changes how neurologically you see the world. This isn't a thing of ethics, beliefs, intelligence, none of this. It really is neurological. I know there's a big battle right now. It's, you know, the world's so political now. Science is political with this pandemic. And it drives me crazy. Science should just be, you know, we observe the facts and we interpret the facts. And it's amazing. Each people have their group of facts and they ignore all the things that have been going on, I don't know, for the last couple thousand years. You know, it's just amazing. Both sides are just, you know, not paying attention. And, you know, if you come out and say, well, you know, the textbooks from, you know, 2018 um, and back say this about coronavirus, and this is what we know about SARS and MERS, and we, this is how we know about their structure, and oh, look, the pandemic hit Europe first, and now we have all this good data on how to deal with it and who's it affecting, but that never reached America, you know, it's so hard to cross the pond. So... And we have all this information. We have this information age. We have the internet where I can, you know, I can email somebody in Uzbekistan and they can email me back immediately and we can have a conversation. It's better than a telephone. So what does this all mean? Well, when people are trying to change habits, you know, usually we think of smoking or drinking or drugs or, you know, being lazy. I'm talking big things like philosophy. Um, fundamentalists, I, I would use that word, whether that's religion, whether you're Christian or any other religion where you really have hardwired your views. It's amazing. And with that hardwiring view, you get what's called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is where you totally ignore, neurologically, you totally ignore the facts around you. If you were trained to believe that the sky is always pink and purple, and they only brought you out of your house and opened the shades when it was sunrise and sunset and you saw the reds and purple, 
if you ever got stuck in the middle of the day and looked up and it was blue, you wouldn't believe your eyes. You would not. You would say so, either something's wrong, this can't be right, it's really, it, it really is pink and red. Now, people say, well, that's ridiculous, Fred. And I said, it happens all the time. I know people that are stuck in certain religious or spiritual abusive um, groups or sects, um, S-E-C-T-S, groups, uh, denominations, and they want to break free from those values, those, these really life-limiting values, happiness-limiting values, success-limiting values, um, and they can't break free because it's unconscious. And just like in cocaine addiction, heroin addiction, any type of addictions, you can intellectually say you want to stop, you, you don't want to think this way, you know, I don't, I don't ever, ever want to go back that way, but your brain is hardwired to it. You have to address the hardware and the software. And it takes a lot of loading of different software to get that hardware to start moving. Well, let me tell you how the hardware works in any addiction, whether it's chemical or the fact that you want to go to, um, you know, a snake handling church and you believe because you read one or two lines out of scriptures that Christians will be able to tread on um, snakes and scorpions and not be hurt. So you have some Pentecostal groups in Allegheny's mountains, you know, that will pick up a, a timber rattler or a cottonmouth poisonous snakes and handle them and a lot of people die and get hurt but you know that is that is how far they've gone with their beliefs now here's here's the hard wiring in our reward circuitry in our brain there's something called a uh, nucleus accumens now nucleus accumens you don't have to remember these words there's no quiz afterwards but it's fed off of dopamine dopamine is your neurotransmitter for movement so if you're an athlete you're always running on dopamine if you're happy laughing Everything relies on dopamine, um, you know. So dopamine is really, really a powerful happiness behavior reward system, okay? So when you snort cocaine, you get a big rush of dopamine in the nucleus accumbens. Why is that important? Because it feels good. It, everything feels good. Now, wait a minute. Wait till I tell you, you start feeling good to stay in codependent and abusive relationships, even if that abusive relationship is with your own beliefs. I'll say it again. You will get a dopamine rush if you're hardwired, you got this hard wiring, you will get a dopamine rush and feel good unconsciously, not consciously, unconsciously for feeling shame, guilt, and have a limiting view of the whole world. You're afraid to open up um, to see different things. In fact, a lot of people are addicted to fear and chaos. You ever seen those people? We're going to do a separate podcast on those people. But, you know, they always have to have chaos in their relationship, chaos at work, chaos with their kids, chaos, you know, with their hobbies. There's always chaos in the world. They must love watching mainstream media, you know, but that they're addicted to that. Now, they would say, oh, I hate this. This shouldn't be going on. But they're actually getting a dopamine hit. Okay, they're getting a dopamine hit. It's like putting heroin in your arm unconsciously. Now, since 95 to 99% of everything that happens 
in your life is unconscious or subconscious. Okay, it's running in the background. That's how our brain works. Right now, you're not, you know, actively trying to control the pH in your stomach. Guess what? It's being done for you, and it's active. So all this information and all these things are happening in the background, right? So guess what? This reward circuit, and with the nucleus accumens as a, as the the uh, bucket for all this dopamine and to give you pleasure and satisfaction. A better word, satisfaction. Because we have to have a little oxytocin and a little serotonin to, to completely fill pleasure. you got to have a few more hormones. But dopamine gives you complete unconscious satisfaction and sometimes conscious. Okay, So what does that all mean? You would do anything to get that dopamine hit. Anything. Your brain will do anything, I should say. I shouldn't say you because you implies the conscious self. Your biology would do anything to get the dopamine hit. Your biology would do anything to get it, get its next um, drug called dopamine. And that means if you're a jerk and you gossip, gossiping gives you the hit. That means if, you know, you like, you know, shoplifting, shoplifting gives you the hit, okay? It also means if you like, if you're codependent in a bad relationship, you stay in there because you get the hit, you get that dopamine hit unconsciously, subconsciously holding on to your labels as a victim. I'll say that again. There are millions, probably billions of people out there that get a dopamine hit as hard as a cocaine or heroin addiction holding on to the label that the whole world's against me, it's chaos, there's separation of people, and there's everything. Wow. Don't talk to Mother Teresa. She got her dopamine hit helping every human being and seeing life and power and value in every human being. Imagine wiring yourself that way. Yes, wire yourself that way. So what happens in part of your brain, our area that, you know, at least initiates memories and lays it down, the hippocampus, another fancy word, we won't have a quiz, it actually lays down memories so, you know, you have a these memories that have a rapid response to satisfaction. So if you put yourself in a situation that causes chaos and you're addicted to chaos, there you go. If you have self-limiting beliefs, and that could be about relationships, sexuality, um, anything, you know, the morals, ethics. It, you, sometimes people that say they break, free, they break free from those, guess what? They really don't. They can intellectualize it. They can white knuckle, you know, trying to stay sober, quote unquote, from those uh, beliefs. But it's really running in the background. And how do you watch that? You just watch their behaviors, their words. It'll slip through. Um, I've spent 30 years studying um, these kind of people and working with these kind of people as a life coach. And it's just amazing how you see some, someone who says, I'm free of, you know, this, you know, snake handling belief and you know, I, this is what I believe, and, you know, I want to be this kind of person and this kind of person. It's going to be so powerful. And then you see some of their actions and some of their words and, and the, the roads they go down, and they're still going subconsciously, unconsciously. And they will fight with you. These individuals will fight with you that, no, I'm free, I'm awoke, I'm awakened, I'm enlightened. I love that stuff. You know, and I'm like, you're not enlightened. Write down on paper who you are, what you're doing. And that's hard, that introspection. 
And if that doesn't work, get a coach and just trust them. The hard thing is most people don't trust coaches. They won't get coaching. And if they get a coach, they'll bang around and move around and go from coach to coach till they find one who's weak and will just agree with everything they do. Same thing when people go doctor um, searching. You know, they'll jump from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor until they find one that's going to give them the right prescription. Hey, here's your pain pills. You know, oh, yeah, you have fibromyalgia. Oh, yeah, you have an autoimmune disease. Oh, yeah, you have this itis and this issue. Wow. And they'll go look for those people. And when they find them, they're like, oh, this validates my paradigm. And I'm like, well, no. You know, if we got 99 out of 100 experts, you had to go through 100 of them, uh, 100 doctors to find some one person quack that would uh, either didn't have enough time or just didn't care and was going to write a prescription, and you think they're the greatest. Perspective is everything. So your hippocampus lays down these memories for a rapid response to satisfaction to fire up your nucleus accumens. That's amazing. So, you know, someone who says, you know, I'm over, you know, being a, a snake handler, you know, and all their beliefs, many times they go back and they have values things they say and they will come up with every justification in the world instead of saying you know why don't you try this why don't you try this why don't you try this this you're saying you want to be this way you're enlightened here's what enlightened people look like they're not half fundamentalist or half enlightened they're not half you know snake handling you know pentecostals and half you know, enlightened, loving people that are, you know, great in their families, great in their neighborhoods, and trying to change the world and trying to change themselves to the better. They're not. So one thing you have to look at is looking for those incongruencies in your behavior. And you can't see them yourself. Let me say that again. You know, you can't see them yourself. Your brain is the biological substance that runs all these programs, okay? And your mind, your consciousness, is the construct of the brain. The brain works on uh, resource efficiency, oxygen or transmitters, ATP, glucose. It runs on energy efficiency. The mind runs on congruency, the mind runs on congruency. That means if you think the whole world's out to get you, you will filter out 95% of the facts around you that says, no, the world's not out to get you, it just is, to find the 5% where it looks like you're a target. The mind runs on congruency. If you think the world's horrible, you're right. You will see it as that. You will filter out all the good things. If you're worried about the pandemic and there's bodies in the street, even though you drive down your, your street, you don't see them. You go by the hospitals, there's no lines at all. Um, I was recently in a hospital for an ulcer, and we'll do a whole podcast on my experience. I got to get my... Uh, my P's and Q's and, and ideas and bullet put points put together and, you know, give you my view of that. But it's amazing. You can drive by and these ERs aren't full. They're not, there's not bodies in there. I was in there. No, 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 no. Um, but you, if you watch TV, you know, you wouldn't know that. 
you know, mainstream media. So if you watch the mainstream media, they feed, you know, false facts to you or false information or misleading. You know, I, I, I love watching, you know, Netflix documentaries of people that overcome. But you don't see a lot of that on TV. You definitely don't see it on CNN every hour. You won't. Because people like the dopamine hit of fear and chaos and anxiety. They love their nucleus accumbens getting fear and anxiety firing it up. They can say consciously they hate it, but they still go after it. And they love living in this fantasy world and continue to live in this fantasy world. It's like everyone's playing Dungeons and Dragons with reality. You know, it's like, no, this is not some role-playing game that we're rolling dice and there's monsters coming at you at all. No way. This is just life. It's been going on for millions of years for us hominids, upright walkers, us hominids. So you have to observe what do you have to be an objective observer. So what happens? Another part of your brain called the amygdala, you know, creates all these behaviors and responses unconsciously creates these behaviors, puts them into a habit. So when you do things that validate congruency again, your mind, your beliefs, even your limiting beliefs, you get a dopamine hit. I'll say that again. You, when you do things or say things or think things that validate your limiting beliefs, you get a dopamine hit. Wow, that's a big deal. That's worth the price of admission right here to listen to that podcast. What does that mean, Fred? That's a lot of fancy words. It means you are your own worst enemy if you're trying to overcome old models and old paradigms. Because of the wiring in your brain, you will still look for those old hits some ways to get triggered, some ways to get that dopamine hit. You're addicted to it. It's okay to be addicted to dopamine. Just be addicted to something positive like love and success and openness and connection and exercise and, you know, smiling and enjoying every minute of the now. Now meaning now, not the past and not the future. So what can you do, Fred? What can you do to overcome this addiction? And this is the hard thing. You can either get coaches and have them tell you, you know what, you're still acting this way. You need to be open to that. I would never do that. Really? You would never go to the gym. You would never go hang out with these group of people. You would never do this behavior. Well, then you're going to be stuck because you have to break that wiring. You have to start putting in other software into that software takes over and it will here's a cool thing about the brain it's not a computer it acts like one but it's not hardwired like non-living entity computer those neurological uh, uh neurons and those connections will actually cut and change to the dominant program so in other words if you keep considering yourself a success i'm a success i'm a success it will finally go that way and you start filtering and looking for it I would say don't wait for the three to five years it takes an adult brain to change like that. That's how many years it takes to get over most addictions, blah, blah, blah. I would say what you need to do is start today. Maybe get a mentor. Maybe say, you know, maybe do some more 
introspection, self-respection, looking in the mirror. At the end of the day, what actions or activities did I do? What thoughts did I have that were in my old paradigm, my old model? And which ones were in the new? And write it down. Be honest with yourself. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. And here's a word of warning. You know, get some help. You know, there's a lot of good counselors out there. There's a lot of good life coaches, you know, religious people, imams, priests, pastors, rabbis. You know, get pe- get someone who really is going to change, help you change some of those beliefs or at least give you a different model. You have to be careful because some, some people that think they're experts, they give you their model. Let me, let me explain that. And this is where, you know, sometimes fundamentalism comes from. Because the pastor and group of people in the past would set up these limiting, um, limiting views of the world and behavior, and it worked for them to stay alive and to fire up the nucleus accumens to get that dopamine hit, they continued that and they passed it on to other people, despite the spiritual, emotional, and physical abuse it may cause. I'm not kidding. Because it worked for you means, guess what? It should work for everyone. That is the most ridiculous that goes against all logic, okay? That is dumb. That's completely dumb. That defies critical thinking. What works for Fred works for Fred. So the easy example is like, you know, a powerlifting routine or exercise routine. There's certain ways I train that only work for me. Certain rep schemes, certain exercises, certain approaches. Now, it may work for newbies, and it does, all newbies, just getting off your couch and not sitting there eating Twinkies and watching Netflix, just getting exercising will work. And this is where everyone gets fooled, you know, especially with exercise. People go from zero to doing something, and everything works. Everything works. But as Louis Simmons says, you know, Every exercise program works. Every exercise program, every exercise program will not work forever. And every exercise program can hurt you. So that's important to understand that, you know, what works for Fred today may not work for Fred 10 years from now because he's not the same person. The problem is going in and trying to get these cookie cutter, you know, psychological behavioral changes. Sometimes you have to blow that old model. Sometimes you just have to do things that absolutely go against everything that you you think you believe. And then you find out things will work out. I'll give an example in relationships. I know people you know, that have been in three, four marriages and they're falling apart and, you know, always end up with addicted, uh, excuse me, um, abusive people, abusive people. And they're coming to me and say, Fred, I'm dating again. I'm like, oh my God, haven't you given that up? And they're like, well, why should I give it up? People have great marriages. I said, you're right. Some people do, but you have a broken radar. Your radar is broken and you have to accept that your brain will tell you and give you a dopamine rush when you find an abusive person. You're attracted to them like a magnet. You filter out all the good people. You could have the best thing for you and your family in front of you and not see it. I'll say it again. Because of your addiction to chaos and self-limiting behaviors and beliefs, 
you will have the best thing for you right in your face and your cognitive dissonance will have you not believe it and blow it off. That's amazing. I watch this every day. It hurts my heart, but that's human nature. That's biology. And I watch that neurology work. So what does that mean? Well, if you're willing to take a chance, if you know you have a broken radar, guess what? Then date people that go against everything you used to date. And guess what? It may turn out perfectly. Why? Because your, your, your filter is broken. Your glasses are broken. If you had eyeglasses, right? Let's just go with this. And this is be my last example. If you had eyeglasses, okay? And we'll call them, you know, your old model. And you're trying to go to your new model, your new paradigm. And they get broken. Or you just take them off. You may need, because you're so blind without those glasses, need help people pointing things out, driving for you, reading for you, because your eyes are so bad. You may need those coaches around you to help you. And you may have to have different behaviors because you can't see clearly. Here's the amazing thing. We hand you another set of glasses once you start doing these other activities. And you're like, oh, my life is turning out good. So, Fred, what's the easy answer? Give me a bullet point. Give me something I can do right now. One, get a coach, all right, if you want it simple. Or two, get a piece of paper. Take a day off of work, day off of the family, at least half a day. Sit down with your coffee, your tea, your water, your kombucha, whatever it is, and write down who you really want to be. And then, and you're all intelligent. What will I have to do to get there? What beliefs do I have to get rid of? What belief addictions do I have that are unconscious and hold me back? And if you can't figure that out, ask an expert. They may be blow your mind how you have the changes you have to do. You'll be like, whoa, you know, I'm never going to the gym. I hate the gym. Well, guess what? That's the main thing you have to do. I, you know, I hate public speaking. That may be the thing you need to do. I would never date or associate or have friends like those kind of people. I would never do this. That may be the number one thing you need to do. Because your brain, your brain, the biology wants the dopamine. And your mind will say anything to you unconsciously. And sometimes consciously, it'll come out of your mouth to continue that dopamine hit. Here's the cool thing. We're, we're not animals. We are humans. Yes, we're animals, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to get some DMs on that. But we actually can consciously process this information, unlike a mouse, okay? And we can figure out, okay, this belief came from my dad. This belief came from my grandpa who hit me with a belt buckle. This belief came from my mom who constantly degraded her looks and herself. You know, now it's in me. You know, this belief came from my parents who were 100 pounds overweight and, you know, never passed up a buffet after church. This belief came from my preachers or my teachers saying that simple things like, you know, going to this movie or wearing this clothes is wrong. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Especially with the clothes thing, I always laugh. He's like, 2,000 years ago, everyone wore dresses without underwear. Are you kidding me? This is crazy. You know, so you have to get that perspective. And that may take time. 
take time for yourself and, and deconstruct even your current beliefs. And here's the thing. If you think you're enlightened, if you think you're woke, here's the big thing. We're price of admission. If you think you're enlightened, if you think you're awoke, guess what? You're not. And I, I remember a great man, Gandhi, said, and some strong humans I know, some Olympians and some super strong power says, if you think you're done your training, you're, you already have lost. It's progress. It's a process. It's a journey. We never arrive. Well, I'm enlightened. I'm woke. You're not woke. Just by you saying that, the only thing you could say is I have my eyes open to the truth. Okay, I always say I'm woke to real science. Um, I don't close my eyes to either side of the political or intellectual aisle, philosophical aisle. And that's hard for people to say. If you close yourself off to where you may be wrong in your behavior or close yourself off and only hang around yes men and yes women and yes people that validate you, that see the whole world like you, are you limiting yourself? Now, you may not be. You may be hanging around the top 2% of the world, the top 5% who are successful, have wins, have golds, millionaires, billionaires. That'd be fine. If you're not into financial things or athletic things, you know, are they intellectuals, you know, multiple degrees, you know, are, you know, connection, do they have great relationships with everybody? You know, whatever that success looks like for you. I'm not going to define it for you. Everyone's different. And mine's changed and yours will change through the times. But I really want you to look at where you're addicted to self-limiting beliefs. Are you addicted to things that are not good for you, the people around you, and your success? I know people that are in their 50s and 60s, 40s, that just come to the realization that they're not happy in their marriage or they're not happy in this relationship. Or, you know, when it comes to sexuality, you know, I'm, you know, really gay, I'm really straight, you know, whatever it would be. And what blows my mind is you were that person when you were a kid. And somebody, someone told you that that was wrong or not to be that way. And you had self-defeating behaviors, overeating, drugs, some other things that you got addicted to, as well as being addicted to the wrong paradigm and the wrong viewpoint. It's very hard to constantly be looking, you know, at the world through other people's shoes and then trying things out to see if that works for you. I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me, oh, bodybuilding or powerlifting, we use that as an example. You know, that would never be for me. I could never get in front of people. That's dumb. You know, why would you want to train that way? And, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, I find out they're doing squats and getting in shape. And I, you know, will suddenly remind these people, you know, you were so positive that you would never, ever, ever do such a thing. And that's where the adage comes, never say never, because somehow you got your dopamine fix on something more healthy for you, like CrossFit or powerlifting or weightlifting or strongman or bodybuilding or whatever it would be. 
you know, some type of athletic event, running, you know, oh, I'm running, I lost 200 pounds, I'm rucking now, I lost 120 pounds and I'm in shape, wonderful, your paradigm shift, and now you get your dopamine rush by something more positive and probably something closer to how God made you or evolution made you or your parents made you, your genetics, your genetic potential. So start looking at these things. Where am I addicted to self-defeating, self-limiting behaviors and beliefs? What models am I running? Not a model with a runway, but a model that can ruin you. And this has been another fact podcast.